What's good, family? Welcome back to another episode of Talks with Dez. I'm a little bit excited because, you know, it's a new year. My birthday just passed. I turned 25. But I'm feeling a little different this year. I don't feel the same that I felt on a lot of other birthdays I had. I felt like something was holding me back, okay? So allow me to be a little bit transparent because we're going to dive in to a good conversation, all right? Let's get it. All right, guys, so check me out. Up until my birthday, I was fine, you know? I was good. I felt like myself, you know, but when I turned 25, the night of my birthday, I just felt different. I felt like I said earlier, you know, something was holding me back. I didn't know whether it was at my job or mentally, physically, emotionally. I I, I just didn't know what it was. So time goes by, time goes by, and I end up speaking to my mom and I'm like, you know, I just turning 25, I just feel different. Like, I just don't really feel, I said, I just, I feel different. And she was like, well, you've been bitter lately. You know, you've been very bitter. And I said, what? I, I, I've i never heard anybody tell me that I was bitter. So I was like, okay, you know, like how? So when she started to explain how, all I could hear God say was forgiveness. God said, you need to forgive. And as my mom's talking to me, um, I was at the gym and I'm, I'm listening to God in my head. And I'm, he's like, I need you to forgive them. And I'm like, forgive who? So I tap back in to listen to the conversation with my mom. You know, she's talking about some things in life and situations and stuff. And then it automatically adopt. Wow. Let me get my words together. It quickly dawned on me of who... I needed to forgive in my life, all right? So follow me. So then once I started listening to her and, you know, tapped back into what she was saying after God had said that to me, she brought up God. And she's like, you know, I don't know the exact story in the Bible, but God turned that person into a pillar of salt when they looked back after he told them not to. I said, oh, you talking about Lot's wife? And she's like, yeah. And then I I heard God talk to me again. And he was like, when you forgive people, you can't look back at the situation and question it. You got to forgive it and keep moving. Like the saying says, let go and let God. When you forgive, it's a process. And we'll talk about that. But as my mom was talking, I started writing down some things because I'm a journaler. All right. If that's what they call it. I said, how can you try to be a better version of yourself if you can't forgive the people in your life that hurt you? How can you expect God to elevate you when you are holding on to pain and the pain you're carrying isn't meant to come in this new season of your life? If you want to unlock the next level, you got to let go and let God. And it's just like the game Mario. That's how I see it. In the game Mario... There's some levels where you have to collect all three stars. God's like, I need all three. That pain of being molested at a young age, let me get that. Go ahead and forgive it. That pain of you watching your father walk out on your mom, let me get that. That pain of you being cheated on in your first marriage, let me get that. That pain of you having a miscarriage and never being able to forgive yourself, let me get that. That pain of you losing your parent to cancer and now you can't forgive God because of what he did. He's like, let me get that. 
Let me get all that pain. The Bible says to cast your cares upon me. So you got to give God that pain. You got to let it go and let God. And you can't look back at the situation and question God because you don't know why he did it. You don't know why it happened. You don't know why he allowed the devil to do it. But let's keep going. Can't get sidetracked. Then I said, and God will know it's not genuine because he can read your heart. So sometimes you can say, you know what? I forgive you just to get them out of your face. But God's like, no, you don't. You still carry that same pain in your heart. You know, no, I'm not going to accept that forgiveness because that wasn't even genuine. You don't really forgive them because you're about to go and call your homegirl. You're about to call your homeboy. You're about to call your mom or your dad or your siblings. And you're going to talk junk about this person. No, you don't forgive them. Let's keep going. The pain from your childhood, like we talked about, your previous marriage, your job, your kids, your siblings, your parents, you have to forgive it. You have to. It's hard to move on in life when you got so much pain in your heart. You ever heard somebody say she was so pretty, but when she started talking, she was ugly? Because everything about her on the inside was ugly. Her heart was ugly. She carried so much baggage. She had drama going on. She was just a nasty person. She hated people. You know how people say, oh, I hate everybody. Uh, That's a red flag. People that don't trust people, oh, I don't trust nobody. That's a red flag because why don't you trust people? Because this person hurt me 13 years ago. Oh, I see you ain't even forgave that. Let's keep going. Whatever you're going through, even if that allows you, even that, even if that's you allowing God to lead you to therapy, go to therapy, y'all. I went through therapy last year. I'm going to just be transparent and... It felt good to go to an outlet outside of my family. Let me say my circle, my family and friends. To go to somebody that don't really know you. They don't really know the people in your life to judge them. But they just sit and listen to you talk about and ask you questions. Well, what did you do when that happened? So did you ever express to this person how it made you feel? Well, why are you still holding on to so-and-so, so-and-so from this amount of years ago? Is this person still living? How did that make you feel? And the more they start asking questions, you realize you built so much up into yourself. Dang, I got to forgive myself now for carrying all this pain. But you got to you you got to seek help because forgiveness is a process. And even the definition says it. Forgiveness is the action or process of forgiving or being forgiven. But since I'm talking about God, I got to provide some biblical evidence, all right? So if you go to the book of Colossians, I believe that's how you pronounce it, chapter 3, verse 13, it says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. So if God can forgive you of your sins, why can't you forgive somebody else of theirs when they sin against you? What makes you so high and mighty that you can't forgive this person for doing you wrong? I understand it hurt, but you can forgive them, though. You got to let it go and let God. You can't hold on to this pain because this person's going to move on and live their best life. You're going to see them traveling. You're going to see them married with kids and stuff. And you're going to be so bitter towards them and so upset 
And here your life is not working well because you holding on to the pain of everybody in your life that did you wrong or did the people around you wrong. But let's keep going. The book of Matthew chapter 6 verse 15 says, But if you do not forgive others of their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. So if I don't forgive you of your sins, God ain't going to forgive me of mine. So all these people that you haven't forgiven and you get to heaven one day and it's judgment day and God's looking at your book and he's like, yeah, I can't let you in. And you're like, huh? He's like, yeah, I can't let you in. And you're like, God, why? I was nice to everybody. I gave money to people. I did everything that you wanted me to do. He said, but you never gave, you never forgave anybody of their sins, but I've forgiven you of everything that you've done to them. But not once did you forgive anybody of the wrong that they did in your life. But God, you don't understand. He's like, nah, let me stop you. Because everything you've ever done wrong, I forgave you. I forgave you for everything. When you cursed me because your mom passed, I forgave you. When you cursed me because your father passed, I forgave you. When you cursed me because you didn't get the car that you wanted or the job or the house, I forgave you. When you cursed me because you thought I put somebody in your life to beat the crap out of you, I forgave you. When you cursed me because you were molested or raped at the age of 16, I forgave you. This person called you stupid and you've been holding on to that for 15 years. These people did you wrong and you're still holding on to it. Why should I let you in to my kingdom if you can't even obey by what I said? And that's a slap in the face because here you are. You thought you did everything, but the one thing is forgive. Your heart was so heavy throughout your entire life that you spent your time giving money to people and thinking that you're being nice when the whole time you never cleaned up the inside. You were so focused on people seeing the God in you. They just saw the good that you did. They never saw God when you walked into the room because your heart was dirty. You had so much unforgiveness in your heart, they couldn't see anything but the money that you was given. So they were quick to be in your face because who don't love money? Who don't love free food? Who don't love a, gen a, uh, a generous giver? But your heart was bad. You carried so much unforgiveness that people knew that if they did you wrong, they'd never hear from you again. So let me be nice to them and smile in their face to get some money. Or to be treated nice. Just so I don't have to get on their bad side. Let's keep reading. The book of Matthew chapter 18. Verse 21 through. I want to say it's 35. We're going to read that real quick. All right. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked. Lord how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times. And Jesus was like No. I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. And that, those two scriptures, when I first saw them, it stuck out to me. And I'm like, ooh, that's interesting. There's got to be more to the story. So I went to the chapter. And the next verse is verse 23. And it's a story. It says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he, his wife, and his children all be sold 
to repay the debt. At the serve at this, the servant fell on his knees before him. All right. So the servant fell to his knees and said, please be patient, he begged. So he's begging the serve the master, like, man, please don't do this. Please give me another chance. I beg you, give me another chance. I will pay back everything. So the servant's master took pity upon him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when the servant went out, so as soon as the servant left out, y'all, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. So you went out here after your life got spared and you started choking up somebody and grabbed them up because they owed you some money. But when the bank owed you, but when the bank loaned you $15,000 that you never gave back, they still spared your life. But you're going to go out here and choke somebody up over $100. Let's keep reading. It says, he told the guy, pay me back what you owe me, he demanded. And his fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me. I will pay back. I will pay it all back. So this dude did the same thing that you did to the master. In our analogy, this dude did the same thing that you did to the bank. You begged the bank, please don't do this. Please don't cut my finances. Please don't do this. Please don't do that. I promise. And they said, you know what? We'll take care of it. Don't even worry about it. We'll let you go. But you'll never bank with us again. But then you go out here and jack this dude up and he go and beg you for mercy. But yet you won't even spare him. And all he took from you was $100. But yet you borrowed $10,000 from the bank and they spared your life. Let's keep reading. But the servant refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that happened. So this dude went and threw this dude in prison over 100 silver coins. Let's say $100. So everybody that saw the master spare this servant's life, they went and snitched. And I don't blame him. Oh, nah, bruh. You ain't about to be out here jacking people up when this dude just spared your life for $10,000. Don't worry about it. Let me go get the master. Then the master called the servant in and he said, you wicked servant. I canceled all the debt of yours because you begged me. Shouldn't you have had mercy? Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In his anger, the master handed him over the handed him over to the jealous. So he, you can go to jail, my guy. Since you're gonna act like that, I take back my statement. Go to jail. To be tortured until he paid back all he owed. So now, when you just got a clean slate of ten thousand dollars. Now you're going to be tortured until you pay back everything that you owe. And from the looks of this story, from how it started off, it looks like Jesus is telling a story. So in the 35th verse, he says, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. And I'm going to end it right here because the last part of that verse says from your heart. And as I said earlier, you can't just say, oh, I forgive you to get somebody out of your face because God's going to judge your heart because you never really forgave that person. You just wanted them to leave you alone. So how can you expect to be happy in life when you deal with so much pain and heaviness in your heart of unforgiveness? How can you expect to be happy when you can't even forgive those who hurt you? The Bible says, bless those who curse you and pray for those who mistreat you. 
So if you aren't blessing those who curse you and praying for those who mistreat you, then you ain't even practicing forgiveness. Those are two ways to practice forgiveness right there. If I can find it in my heart to bless somebody that has cursed me, I know that's a step towards forgiveness because that's that's hard to do. If I can pray for this person who mistreated me, that's a step towards forgiveness because that's also hard to do. It's difficult to take in the heat of a moment after you have been disrespected, mistreated, cussed out, or even violated to sit and still pray for somebody. That is a part of the process of forgiveness. And if you can't work on forgiveness from your heart, then you ain't really forgiving people. And it's better if you just didn't even say anything. But for somebody who wants to forgive people, you got to do it from your heart. And it's okay to not do it at the spur of the moment because you may have to get yourself together. You may have to calm down. But don't be like that servant in the Bible where God spared your life for $10,000 or the bank spared your life of $10,000 and you go and jack up your homeboy because he owes you $100. And then God's like, you know what? Don't even worry about it. Let me spin this circle right back around. I'm sending you to jail. I'm about to send the debt collectors after you. If you don't pay this money, you're going to jail. Matter of fact, you're going to jail. You pay the money while you're there. Can you imagine all because you failed to create a process to forgive? Y'all, there is therapy out here. There are good people in this world that can help you. God uses us in so many ways as vessels to be blessings to so many people. There are doctors out here that can help you. Like I talked about when I was in therapy, y'all, it was a blessing to be able to sit down with somebody, to talk about things that are going on in your life that don't even know the people in your life to judge them. They're going based off of everything that you say. And like I said, they're literally asking, well, what did you do? How did you feel? It's about you. Sometimes you got to sit down in the mirror and have somebody talk to you and question you about your actions. Well, where does your heart stand? So where does your heart stand? That's all I got. I'm out.